Hey ladies, welcome to episode number 26. Today we are talking all about the top travel websites from both myself and fellow solo woman travelers. So these are the websites that we use to research, plan and book our travel. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo woman travelers from all over the globe. Okay, so welcome back to another awesome episode of Solo Woman Travel Tribe Podcast. So as I've just said, today we're talking about all of the top websites that us solo woman travelers use. So when it comes to, you know, planning, doing the research, booking our travel, these are the the websites that we use. Now, I just want to point out to start with, they are in no particular order, okay? Not, you know, first to last, best to whatever. I am just going to go through the websites that I have got in my notes, okay? So first of all, Rome to Rio, So Rome as in the country to Rio as in the country. Now, I'm not going to give you guys the web address for every single uh, website. Just jump on Google if you don't know what it is, and you'll be able to come up with it really, really quick, okay? And if you're not sure, you know, you can always send me a private message or ask questions in the group. But yeah, Rome to Rio is our first one. So this is available also like on your um, mobile phone, so in an app format as well, which is pretty cool. Rome to Rio is a place that you can go to compare your options from basically getting to a, from A to B. So um, it'll give you like plane, train, bus, car, ferry, uh, bike, driving, walking, all of the information you need to get you from A to B and it'll give you like the quickest route, um, the you know cheapest route, all of that sort of thing. It's basically a door-to-door search. So literally it'll tell you how to get from Rome to Rio. So how to get from Europe to South America. It will tell you door-to-door how to get there. And also it'll work offline to view the previous searches that you have done. So For example, like if you were to get, you know, you've you've flown from Rome and you're heading to Rio and you arrive in Rio and you've got no Wi-Fi and you can't connect to it, but you've already looked up the search to get to where it is you need to go in Rio, say for example your hotel, you can use the offline search and it'll tell you exactly how to get there because you've previously looked it up. Now I think that is a really cool feature. So... I used it just recently, actually, to look at how best to get from La Paz in Bolivia to Buenos Aires um, in Argentina. So I am planning this huge trip around South America, and I can see it all on a map, which is great, but I don't know the best routes to take to get from one place to another. So it's really, really awesome to look at this website and it'll give you all of these different suggestions and it'll tell you how long they take. So as you can tell, I'm a huge fan. It is Rome to Rio. Okay, the next one I've got for you guys is Seat Guru. So Guru as in G-U-R-U. 
Now, um, I came across this one many years back when I was a travel agent and I used to recommend it for my clients or I'd like go onto the website and show them. So basically you visit the website and you can put in your uh, airline that you're traveling with. So for example, Hawaiian Airlines, and then it'll ask you for your flight number. And so I typed in just before HA446. And I think that's a flight from Auckland to Honolulu. I hope I've got that number right. But anyway... It'll then ask you for the date of travel, and it'll show you a seat map. It'll tell you about all of the in-flight information, so like it'll tell you your aircraft type, so you know whether you're on like an A380 or you know an Airbus, whatever it is, it'll tell you all of that information. It'll actually show you where the galleys are, so like where the crew will be on the aircraft, where the exits are on the aircraft, where the toilets are on the aircraft, everything. It is such a cool website because if you want to know where a really good seat is or you know if you want to try and get a seat where it's like I guess less likely other people would would want to be, you can jump on there and have a look and see the layout of your aircraft. Yeah, so it's really really useful. So that is Seat Guru that website. Okay. Next I've kind of bunched together a few that I use and other people in the tribe are using for accommodation. My personal number one go-to is Air B and B. So that's B, a little lowercase n, B. So Air B and B basically is allowing you to book someone else's house or apartment or um, you know some form of accommodation. So it can be in a couple of different ways. So it could be you share a room in their home. So it could be with their family or just with a fellow solo woman traveler. So you could share a room. So it could be a private room or a shared room in a house of some sort or apartment, whatever. Or, and this is what I love it for, is you can get the whole house or apartment to yourself and you can rent that per night from the person who, I guess, owns it. Um... So I've been looking just recently in Lima to get an apartment for myself. I think I'm there for five or six nights and I've been looking for one like in a certain area and I need to have Wi-Fi and you can like literally narrow the search results to what you want. So I need Wi-Fi, I need to be in this location, my price bracket is from here to here and you can really narrow it down. It's flipping fantastic, like it's so good, I love it. I do want to point out a couple of things. Read the reviews. Now, I've never booked with anyone that has not had any reviews. So always read the reviews, see what past travelers have said. And they'll also have like a rating, like a, you know, one to five star rating with five stars being the best. So try and keep an eye out. You know, you probably want to get something that's four to five stars because it's rated by fellow travelers like yourself. And also check for super host status. So what a super host is, and I'm just putting this in my own words, is somebody who has had loads of different people come and stay with them and they've had consistent, fantastic feedback and they've also not cancelled on anyone. So with Airbnb, like if the host was to cancel your reservation within like, I don't know, five days of travel or whatever then that affects their rating. And obviously that would be awful for you and your travel plans. So 
yeah, a super host status is something to look out for because they are incredibly reliable when booking. So that's Airbnb, that one. All right, another one that's great for accommodation is booking.com. Now, I just want to point out, there are so many different um, links going around the internet, especially Facebook groups at the moment, where it's like, oh, click on my link for booking.com and you'll get credit, or you know, click on this link for my Airbnb and you'll get credit. Yes, those do work if you click on that link and you've never used that website before and you sign up. That person um, who referred you, you will get a credit from whatever that website is, they will also get a kickback as well. So I just want to basically throw that in there because I've seen so many of them lately. So for anyone who doesn't know how that works, yeah, that yeah, that's how it works. Anyway, moving right along, booking.com. So I used to use this one quite a lot. Now I use more Airbnb because I'm moving away from hotels so to speak, and I'd rather be in more of a localized kind of an apartment or a place where I've got like a full house to myself with a kitchen and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, but anyway, booking.com is fabulous when it comes to hotels and hostels. It has a really good sort of filter system, so you can filter by location, by price, by star rating, by inclusions, like I always need Wi-Fi or I would like a restaurant on site or I need parking, things like that. So, it is really, really good, and it also does that whole one to five star rating, so you can also um, have a look at that. And it does this system where the more you book, the more, I think, status or points you earn, and eventually they offer you discounts on your stays or free stays. So the more you use it, um, the better off you are in terms of the rewards, the discounts, the offers that they give you, which is really, really cool. So that's booking.com. The next one I'm going to point out is Expedia. I use this really, really regularly as more of a search engine, to be honest. Um, but I do find it incredibly helpful. And it sounds like a lot of women inside our tribe are using it as well. So Expedia does flights and accommodation and transfers, I think. But it's basically, you can either look up flights or you can look up accommodation, but it'll do a package for you if you want it. So you can have the whole lot all together, which is really cool. And yeah, so it'll do, like, I look at it quite often just to get an idea of flights. So for example, um, in planning South America, I've been looking at like Auckland to Santiago or you know, you can do multi-search, so into Santiago, out of LA, two months later, all that sort of thing, and it gives you all these different flight options, you can filter by price or by airline, and then it'll say, do you want to add a hotel, and it'll make recommendations and suggestions for you as well, so it is a really, really good search engine tool, um, I don't always book on there, or I, I probably don't often book on there, um, being an ex-travel agent, I think for me it's important and I know that you know it's better for you if you can book directly on, say if I was looking at a Qantas airfare, I'm better off to go and book on the Qantas Airlines website if possible because you're cutting out the middleman and um, that's not to say Expedia is not doing a fantastic job, but 
if you book on Expedia, you've got to deal with Expedia for that booking. So if Qantas make a flight change, you need to deal with Expedia, but Expedia need to deal with Qantas. So there's all these extra people involved. Whereas if you book directly with Qantas, for example, you de deal directly with Qantas in the event of any changes or anything like that. So it's basically cutting out a middleman, which, trust me, in the long run makes things a lot easier and smoother for you. Um, yeah, anyway, side note. Another one for accommodation is Hostel World. Now, I haven't used this one for a wee while because I haven't stayed in hostels, but... I am starting to look at doing that during my South America trip. So, hostelworld.com has access to, I'm going to say, the majority of the hostels around the world. Like, it blows my mind, the search results that this website comes back with. And also, my favorite part of this is, so, of course, you've got all of the, the, the filters and all of that sort of thing, which is great, but the traveler reviews so it'll give you really good traveler reviews, really up-to-date information on the most recent people who have stayed there and what they think of it. And then it'll like do star ratings based on things like location, on security, so the security of yourself and your belongings, um, also the cleanliness, so how clean it was, um, how helpful and friendly the staff were, things like that. So it is an awesome website if you are wanting to explore staying in hostels check that out and that was hostel world okay one of my new favorite websites is google flights now when i posted in the group saying hey guys like what are your most go-to travel websites and one of your favorites somebody actually said and i agree with them google flights changed my life Okay, so that sounds totally dramatic, but I 100% agree with her. Google Flights has changed my life, and I have only discovered it probably within the last month. But I thought, you know, being a really good traveler, working in the travel industry, etc., you know, I had a great sort of knowledge of flight paths and airlines and stuff like that, but excuse my swearing, holy shit, this website brings back some amazing things Lot, a lot of low-cost internal carriers I'd never heard of. Like, it's epic. So I have just um, booked a flight from Santiago, Chile to Lima and Peru. And on the airline that was coming back on Expedia, which is like the main airline, which is kind of the only one I knew of that flew that route, it was like about five $600. Then I used Google Flights, and I picked up a flight for 160 US dollars. I'm absolutely stoked. It includes my luggage. I don't know if it includes meals, movies, drinks, that sort of thing, but I'm not worried about that. But it included my checked bag, which was my main concern. But I've just saved myself hundreds of dollars because I found this flight. And then, of course, when I found that flight, I went straight onto that airline's website because it's an airline I've never heard of. I did a little bit of research and I made sure it was absolutely legitimate and stuff like that before I, I booked the flight. Because it was something I'd never heard of, I wanted to check it out. But yeah, super, super excited with Google Flights. So not only can you like learn about new you know, airlines and cheap, cheap options, but also it gives you this really cool feature where you can say, um, 
you know, select your dates and then you can go, I think it's like calendar or something like that. But basically it'll show you like a month view. So if you can be flexible with your dates, you might save like, you know, hundreds of dollars. If you can go like a couple of days either side or, you know, be a bit more flexible, it'll show you the cheaper days of travel. I flippin' love that. Who else does, you know, who doesn't love that? <laughs> all right, so that is Google Flights. I could probably talk about it all day because I love it. Google Flights, check that one out. Okay, next is Sky Scanner. Now, I used it a little bit more when I was living over in the UK on the other side of the world. I don't use it so much in New Zealand, but I know that it's huge for a lot of people. And it came up a lot when I posted in the tribe. So a lot of you guys out there are using it and recommend it. So Skyscanner is amazing for checking flights. And one of our ladies has said that her favorite feature is being able to pick entire months to a destination, to destination everywhere, sorry, especially when I don't have a destination in mind but I'm itching to go somewhere. Okay, so you can kind of, I guess, give it a budget and tell it where you're going from and it'll tell you, say if you were flying out of like London Heathrow, for example, it'll tell you with your 500-pound budget where you can go for the month of May or something like that. That's pretty cool because if you are really flexible and just want a holiday and you've got like a set budget, it's actually really, really cool. So yeah, but not only does it, you know, it looks up flights, so it'll tell you the cheapest flights um, and all that sort of thing, very similar to Expedia in that in that respect. But yeah, it has that really cool feature. So that's another one worth checking out. Okay, next is safe travel. So this is specifically for all of the Kiwis and the New Zealanders out there, but don't stop listening because there is this website for pretty much everyone. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. Safetravel.govt.nz is the official advice for New Zealanders living and traveling overseas. So you can go on this website and you can register So, for example, when I went to Egypt, I went on there and I registered, this is the date I'm flying out, this is where I'm staying, this is, you know, um, my contact phone numbers, my blah, 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 all of my details, this is how to get in touch with me, this is the day I I will fly out of Egypt, etc. So, you register your travel plans, where you're going to and when, etc. And if anything goes wrong while you are there, the government knows that that you are there and they will make sure that you are safe and they will also provide you with updates on traveling to that country. So because Egypt was at the time and still is considered a little bit higher risk to travel to, I was getting almost, you know, weekly updates of, you know, the, the, the travel safety aspect and what's going on in areas to avoid, etc., etc. So I was getting all of these constant updates, which was awesome. And also, you know, had anything have gone wrong, um, you know, I don't know if, if there was some horrible earthquake or something over there, the government would have tried to get in touch with me to make sure that I am safe because they understand that I am one of their citizens who's currently in that country and they will, you know, keep an eye on me and see if I need any help, which is really, really awesome. I think it's amazing that this is something that is available to us. Now, it's not just available for us Kiwis or us New Zealanders. There is a website called Smart Traveller for Australians, 
But there is also a website for everyone in the UK. There is a website for everybody in the USA. And there, there are actually hundreds of these websites out there. I'm sorry I don't have all of the names for those websites. I've been on the UK and the US one before, but I don't have that information here. So it, it's basically, you know, within your country, do a Google search or, you know, pop into even your local travel agent and ask them what is the website that you go to to get the official advice for anyone who is living and traveling overseas. It is so, so good to be able to register on there and just have that peace of mind that somebody's kind of, I guess, looking out for you and keeping you up to date with anything that you should know. Okay, so yeah, totally check that out. All right, what else is on my list here, guys? Okay, this is one that was new to me, which... Um, well, it wasn't, it isn't, it isn't new to me. I didn't actually know I was kind of using it, but I have used it before. So um, shout out to Antoinella in our group. So she has recommended Google Travel Guides. So if you just do a Google search of a location, it will come back with like a little travel guide. So it'll have like average flight and accommodation prices to the destination. Um, like, excuse me, destination information major attractions, the weather, um, visitor information, and all that sort of stuff. So that is totally worth checking out. Yeah, and what I often do as well on in terms of a Google search is I'll do Google images like top sites to see in Lima or, you know, um, yeah, just um, Lima images or something like that. And just I'm a real visual person, so jump in and do a Google search and see the the things that pop up, like top sites to see, hidden gems, that kind of thing. And yeah, look for some of those visual images as well. But yeah, um, as Antoinella said, Google Travel Guides is another really cool one. Now, in terms of visual things, I think it's worth pointing out, and I know it's more of an app, but um, and I don't want to go all the way into the apps, but I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Pinterest, um, which can be a really helpful resource for... Um, looking and booking at planning trips, all of that. I'm just going to leave it there. Pinterest was the one I mentioned. Okay, a couple of other shout-outs. Lonely Planet. So the website, you can also download the guides and stuff like that, but there's a lot of free content available through the website worth checking out, Lonely Planet. TripAdvisor. Now, personally, I'm not a huge favorite of or fan of it, but it does have some really, really good information. Um, and I want to say that the only reason I am not a huge fan of it is because um, I heard, you know, many years ago when I was working in the travel industry, I heard some really negative things about how the review system works, and especially in America, and I don't know how much of this is true, but in America they were saying that people will pay other people to give reviews, so a two-star hotel can have tons and tons of five-star reviews because they have paid people to give good reviews for their hotels. So I'm going to say take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, obviously do your research. And TripAdvisor is a really good place to get reviews and get answers to questions. Often when I type in a travel-related question... TripAdvisor comes back with an answer, which I think is really awesome. So take what I've said with a grain of salt. But yeah, TripAdvisor is really good to get 
up-to-date, you know, ratings, reviews and information on, you know, um, tourist attractions, hotels, you know, all sorts of things travel related. So that's TripAdvisor. Um, another one I need to mention is XE.com. So that's the letters X and E, XE.com. And it's like a currency conversion website. They also do an app as well. But I use this website all the time. So recently I have been looking up what is the currency at the moment for the States, so for the US. So I'm converting my New Zealand dollars to US dollars, NZD to USD, and what is the current exchange rate. So for $100 New Zealand, what will I get in US? So for anywhere that you're traveling to, uh, yeah, visit that website xe.com and it'll give you an indication of what the exchange rate is. Now, on a little tiny side note there, when I travel to a destination and I don't know the exchange rate, you know, in the top of my mind or forefront of my mind, I will always take like a little um, index card, just a small one, and I'll write out like one New Zealand dollar, two New Zealand dollars, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, fifty, that kind of thing. So I'll write all of my New Zealand dollar amounts, just you know, every couple of dollars, and then I will write the conversion on the opposite side on a different color. So for example, one New Zealand dollar is seventy cents US, or you know, ten New Zealand dollars is seven dollars US, that sort of thing. So I have this little chart, which for me being a visual person really, really helps. And I'll carry that with me so I can pull it out if I'm looking at buying something and or if I want to know like what the conversion is. Or or I will or and I usually take a photo on my cell phone so that I've got it in the photos of my phone. And sometimes, depending on where it is, I'll save it to my screensaver. So if it's a conversion that's really hard to work out or you know really out of whack for you, save it as your screensaver on your phone so that literally you just push the button on your phone and it's got that whole chart there. Um, yeah, really, really easy to use, but yeah, a little good pro tip of what I do. And lastly, um, thank you to Sarah, Sarah Weaver for pointing out the website Cash Passport. Um, I haven't been on here for a little while, but I do need to visit it because I'm about to do a whole bunch of travel and Cash Passport is basically preloading a card like a credit card with various uh, currencies now a lot of us will just use our own bank cards and our credit cards when we travel however if you're going to you know be using them a lot you're going to get hit with currency conversion fees and transaction fees and stuff like that so if you can preload these cash passport cards then you don't have to worry about any of that. You've got like, you, you can load them in various currencies. So for example, when I go to America, if I preload a thousand US dollars onto this card, I can swipe it and use it like an FPOS card or withdraw cash like a credit card and not have to worry about all the extra fees, transaction costs and all of that. So it doesn't do every currency, which I think is a letdown, unfortunately, but it does the, ma the major ones. Um, and it seems to be getting new currencies all the time. So it's definitely worth checking out because, you know, depending on how often you'll be using your own credit or FBOS card and how long you're away for, it could save you a lot of money. And also there is the safety aspect as well. It can be, you know, I, I guess 
you run the risk of having issues with your own credit or FPOS cards, um, yeah, if, if you're using them a lot when you're traveling. So I guess it's peace of mind. And from memory as well, they've got like an amazing support team. So if your cash passport was like lost or stolen, they've got like this guarantee where they'll get you a new one within like 48 hours or something ridiculous. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, I've used them before in the past and found them incredibly, incredibly good. So I will be investigating them again soon. So that is cash passport. <sighs> okay, well, I feel like I've just done a shitload of talking. <laughs> I hope I haven't talked too fast, guys. I, um, I've i had some feedback that my Kiwi accent can be a bit hard to understand when I talk too fast, and I think I just did because I wanted to cram in so much information. So I apologize to those of you who um, are finding it hard to understand. All right, thanks so much for listening, guys. That's all of the websites and information I've got for you this week. I really appreciate everybody who listens, everybody who writes a review, everybody who sends me, you know, private messages or emails and, you know, has questions or comments or feedback or anything. I, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited that a lot of you out there are enjoying the podcast and the feedback is really good. So it gives me the um, push I need to keep doing it because, some weeks it can be a challenge, <laughs> but um, I love doing it and I love connecting with all of you guys. So yeah, thanks so much. If you've got any ideas on what you'd like to hear on the podcast or if you know of someone or you yourself think you've got a great story to be interviewed, I want to hear from you. So get in touch with me, okay? All right, until next week, you guys, I'm wishing you all safe and happy travels. Huge love to you all. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.